What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I just ate an entire plate of bacon to myself, and am I ashamed? Yes. Was it delicious? Also yes. We got an air fryer, so we've made it to that stage of adulthood. I don't know if I'm proud of that either. It's kind of admitting that you've given up on the traditional sense of cooking. You're like, listen, I just... I'm not going to use the oven anymore. I'm going to use this toaster situation that's got a fan in it. And I don't really know how the science works, nor do I even know if it's any good for me. Could be throwing gamma rays into my food. I don't know, guys, but I've given up and I just want everything to be easy as I slowly devolve into an old person. Also, I think my air fryer is on steroids, though, because every time I put something in there, it is done way before like the little cheat sheet says it should be done and sometimes we're burning stuff. So I don't know. But yeah, we're at that stage of our lives where we were at the stage of our lives where we were talking about air fryers a lot, which is depressing. Then we got said fryer of the air and now we're air frying and we're talking about what to air fry and we're buying cookbooks on Amazon about what cookbooks would be the best for Sarah and I to air fry things with. So today's Super Bowl Sunday. I know this is going to come out. This is going to come out tomorrow. But um, do I have some wings marinating ready for the air fryer? Yeah, I do. Am I excited about it? Yeah, I am. Did I put some money on the game? Yeah, I did. Are the Chiefs going to win? I think so. Because Patrick Mahomes. And everyone's like, Brady's so good. Have you seen Patrick Mahomes play? There's like no look passes and stuff. Brady's so old, he's past the air fryer portion of life. I don't even know what's next. He was in the air fryer portion of life Five years ago in Boston. Now he's he's in the tapioca portion of life. No, he's looking great. You know that guy's never had coffee before? Hasn't had a granule of sugar in like 12 years? If that's what it takes to win a Super Bowl, I don't want a ring. Keep it. All right? I want my coffee. I want my good poop afterwards. And then I want a donut. Okay? So anyways, hopefully I was right because I put some money on the Chiefs and... Could use a little extra money because I've been uh, spending it on air fryer materials. Very excited about the Wellscast today. 
one of the stars from the Goldbergs is on the show, a show that I am obsessed with. Sarah and I watch it all the time. I believe they used to have the spot after Modern, so we'd watch Modern Family into the Goldbergs. I think that's how it worked. But anyways, we watch it every week anyways. But such a great show. And this woman's story is kind of crazy because, yes, she's on this, like, really long-running, amazingly popular sitcom. But she started through a singing competition. It's hard to do. It's hard to go from a reality TV singing competition to, like, star of a TV show. I can't think of a lot of them. My friend Katie Stevens, who is on American Idol, she's now in The Bold Type. That's one. And then maybe our guest this week. This is a show you do not want to miss. Coming up on the Wells cast, it's Haley Orantia. Play the intro. Do it. Let's get an air fryer, guys. Let's fry some air. This is the Wells cast with Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. You got a cool hat on. Thank you. (laughs) You got a cool office. Yeah, well, when a pandemic hits, you got to... Do it up the right way, I feel you. Turn lemons into vodka drinks. How's it going? 
It's going. It's been a little bit of a busy morning, but always exciting. So are you just doing press for Goldberg stuff? Today, that's kind of what, well, it's been a little bit of that and seems like a, a common conversation I'm having is about um, my home flipping business that yeah. I do in Nashville with my family. So outside of that, it's kind of just mostly been Goldberg's mid-season premiere. You ready to go? Yeah. All right, we're back at the Wells cast. Very excited to have one of the stars of one of my favorite shows on ABC, The Goldbergs. It's Haley Orantia. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm in Studio City, but I know that you live in L.A., but then also in Nashville. So where are you right now? Well, technically, I am also in Studio City, sir. So that's very weird. You might be down the street from me. But I do live in Nashville part time. I just haven't been able to go for a while because a pandemic happened. But otherwise, yeah, I'm kind of in between both. You know that I lived in Nashville for 12 years. Yes. And that's not where you're from, though, is it? No, I'm from California, but I lived there after college and did radio and stuff. I'm surprised that I never, I guess, like ran into you out there. What, where do you live in Nashville? Um, do you know the 12 South area? Yeah. Okay. I have a place there and I adore it. That part of town's so fun. But I, Nashville in the last five years especially has been like really fun with all these new restaurants coming in and bars opening up. And I mean, again, in a normal non-pandemic world. But yeah, I love it so much. And I secretly might love it a little more than LA. But, you know, depends on the day. I've held on to my house over there on the east side. So if mm -hmm. I ever can travel again, I think uh, Sarah and I are going to try to do half the year in Nashville. That's that's the plan for tax reasons. That's such a good plan, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. For tax purposes, but also because seasons, um, that's something I miss. And it's kind of nice to be able to sneak off to there and, and have a little bit of that. I want to talk about the Goldbergs season eight. But first, yeah, I was doing some research on you. And are you like getting in the HGTV game? Like, are you the next like uh, Joanna Gaines? Because you're flipping houses out in Nashville. Look, uh, don't compliment me with a Joanna Gaines thing because I adore her. Um, it doesn't. And I would die one day to meet her, but we'll talk about that later. No, I, my dad, before I was born, was like flipping houses in his hometown of Great Falls, Montana. And then did a little bit in my hometown of Dallas, Texas. And then once I started going to Nashville, you know, five or six years ago, and we've seen this kind of boom in the market, we're like, why don't we start doing it there? Um so he started, you know, inquiring with different properties. And it wasn't until 2020 that I actually signed on to be kind of a partner in our company. And um, yeah, so one thing led to another. And these production companies started hitting us up about the idea because pretty much my entire family's involved with different jobs. Um, my mom, my dad, my uncle, my cousin and myself. And so it, I guess it kind of writes itself in that way. But no TV show quite yet. But that would be awesome. What's your style? What's your aesthetic? Is it shiplap and subway tile? Is it modern? What are we going for here? Well, in Nashville, honestly, it, it depends like on where I am because in Nashville, I my house is very like modern farmhouse. But here in LA, it's been an interesting mashup of like, I always have a little bit of boho in my life, but um, it's kind of uh, mid-century industrial meets boho in a weird way. Um, lots of plants. So that's a thing. <laughs> you know, good for you that you can keep them alive. I haven't figured that part out. Okay. So pie in the sky, where do you want this show to go? 
Like, what <laughs> do you want it? Netflix? Do you want it? Uh, HGTV? I mean, do you think that Disney and ABC would pick this up? Because you got to put this shit out there in the universe if you want it to happen. Definitely. I also don't want to pigeonhole myself yeah. <laughs> in case one doesn't like it. Uh, no, honestly, we would love to have conversations with the Magnolia Network, which is Chip and Joanna Gaines Network, um, HGTV, Disney+, Plus, uh, HBO Max, just because me and my family have a bit of a potty mouth, so that might play better <laughs> in that platform. Um, so I don't know. We're kind of open to... We also are in the process of developing what it would even look like. So based on how the format works, it might cater to a different network. So we don't really know quite yet. That's like my dream job. I didn't think this is where this interview is going to go. But like, you have to know that I am obsessed with those shows. Sarah and I literally, that's all we watch before we go to bed. I love that. So I'm excited for you. This is cool. And when hey. it gets going, if you guys want to do an episode at our house, come on. Dude, I mean, collaboration episode, Yeah, perhaps? I see that in the future. I think so. <laughs> we, our budget is $10,000, but we need you to do like $200,000 of the work. Right. Somehow we'll figure the math out and it'll end up working out. It'll be beautiful. Yeah. I'm so curious, though, on those shows, if when they style it, if they actually get to keep that furniture or if it's just for the sake of the show. Would you know the answer to that? So I think, because my friend Brandy Cyrus and her mom did a show yes. that was that was basically that. And from what I understand, no, you don't get to keep that staging stuff. That sucks. It does suck. <laughs> because then you, get, then you get all your crap from like the last house in there and you're like, this looks right? terrible. Like a dark brown leather couch yeah. that you've had since 96 that you're just like, I guess this will work. It like really disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, good luck on that. I'm sure that, I mean, that just sounds like it's going to sell itself. Speaking of shows that are uh, very successful, you're in your eighth season of the Goldbergs. Did you think starting out that this thing was going to run this long? No, I honestly landed this show in such a miraculous way. Like I, I really had never worked on anything before this. And so this was like my first real gig. And then to have it go this long on a network like this is pretty insane. You know, you always have hopes that it will. And I loved the writing so much, especially in that first audition. When I got it, I'm like, there is something to this show that just resonates with me that you want it to and you put it out in the universe. But I don't think any of us knew that it was definitely going to happen. But now we've gotten into a comfortable space. I think people like it. So hopefully we can keep doing it. I'm trying to get to Sarah's status. Yeah, you're close. I remember. So when Modern Wrapped, we, I was having a conversation with a bunch of writers and stuff. And I was like, do you think that there will be a show that will do this now? Because like, it's very, you know, back in the day, those single cam shows could run forever. You had Seinfeld, Friends, Cheers. And just like the way that the market has changed with streaming services and stuff. It just seems like the appetite for those type of shows are starting to dwindle. But then I'm like, I don't know, Big Bang went forever and you guys are on your eighth season. So I don't know. I guess my question is, I wonder if this is going to be like one of the last iterations of this or not. Well, that's what we've been wondering, too, because as we're doing this show and it's still got a great audience that tunes in every week and we're very grateful for that. There's also a part of us that's like, we're not seeing this format work out as often. And when I watch shows on my own time, it's usually through streaming networks. And a lot of the times they're limited series. And 
it's just a new phase of entertainment that we're kind of entering. So it's, it's, we're kind of all in a little bit of a middle ground trying to figure out what's next, but grateful that we've been able to go this long. And honestly, I wouldn't hate it if we were one of the last dinosaurs of <laughs> network television in this way. We'll take it. <laughs> Your character, Erica, wasn't supposed to be a girl, from what I understand. Did you know that going into this? So I knew this was about a real family. Yeah. But I didn't, I don't think it was until a little bit later after meeting the creator of the show, um, once I, I booked it, that I was informed that it was based on his older brother, Eric. And, you know, with developing the show, I guess they realized that turning it into an older sister could appeal to, you know, any younger women that would be watching, I guess. I don't know. Um, and so I'm grateful for it because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to book it, I don't think. But it's kind of created an interesting dynamic because every other actor on our show has this sort of like looming cloud of like, this is a real person, right? But I kind of get the excuse to, or the writers are able to freely write for things that maybe weren't applicable to Eric because I've changed to a girl in the show. So, um, for example, like my character was never supposed to sing and that's something that I do in my off time. And so I mentioned it to the creator of the show and then it kind of ended up becoming a part of the character because they allowed, you know, there was that wiggle room in between all of it. So it's kind of worked out the best <laughs> it's funny stuff like that tends to work i think the best on shows one of my favorite examples of that eric stone street from modern who plays cam he was a clown in his past life like he like fisbo was a real thing he did and so he brought it to the writers and they were like holy shit. okay well we've got to make this a thing and that's the episode that he won an, an emmy for uh, insane all those writers are just going home just like watching their families and just trying to figure out like what the next episode is going to look like and get ideas and then when actors come in with you know already like a bag of tricks they're like hell yes this is gonna make my job so much easier which i think is so cool definitely um, i know that with storylines wendy mcclendon covey who plays beverly on the show she actually came to set with a storyline that was something that happened to her that ended up making the show because it's a very beverly-esque thing where her mom was actually listening in on her and her friends hanging out in her bedroom and fell asleep outside of her door. And so she like <laughs> opens the door and she's like, what the hell? <laughs> so it's pretty incredible. Like sometimes actors do have these little nuggets of things from their personal life that really apply to what's happening in the show. It's great. Like going back to like them writing the show and turning Eric into Erica because it makes more sense for viewers and stuff and it brings more people in. But there's also a part of me that's like, if I was writing a show and my family knew I was writing it about my family, what I would do to my brother is I would turn him into a girl on the show just because <laughs> that's what siblings do to each other. You know? Honestly, yes. <laughs> I think that in a way, and I've actually talked to the real Eric Goldberg, and at the beginning, he was very okay with yeah. not being associated in a way with that with the show because if anything bad happened to any of the other or they announced anything that maybe these people had done in real life, he can hide behind the fact that it's not really him. But then I think later on, maybe he's like, I kind of want to be in the show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so kind of a weird middle ground. But <laughs> Your character's gotten like a big character arc. You got to start as kind of a dork. And now you get to play the cool person. Like, that seems unfair to me. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? 
because <laughs> you get the best of both worlds, you know? Honestly, I, it started out where the character was described in the audition to be like the cool girl at high school, like who's always ashamed of her embarrassing younger brothers. And then they started getting into season one and they're like, let's do a throwback ninth grade Erica thing where she's got braces and crazy hair. And I loved it because it, it allowed me to really step outside of my comfort zone and do some goofy shit I would have never done before. I do say it is a little bit of the best of both worlds, but we haven't seen her in a long time. I'm kind of wishing they would bring her back again. Yeah, it's kind of like Monica on Friends, you know, that she was. <laughs> yes, where they had like the throwback where she was a lot heavier. Yeah. And... <laughs> but sometimes that's just it's just such good comedy like that. Friends is one of my all time favorite shows, so. She did so great in that. And it does feel a little bit like you get to step outside of your character for just a little while and and be ridiculous, um, which is a lot of fun. And I also think it helps for the viewer to understand the character development of that person. Like, I understood Monica so much more when I found out her neuroses and being such a neurotic person came from this past life of hers. And I think that that's a yes. cool way to like continue to grow the character for the, the viewer. Especially if you go as many seasons as modern did, where it's just like, at that point you have to find that sort of like dynamic in there because it's, it's friends went 10 seasons as well. It's like, you want a little bit of that dynamic in who they are. The cast of the Goldbergs is just packed and awesome. Who is your favorite person to do scenes with? Oh, that's so difficult. They're so, they're for different reasons. Um, I like working with different people. Like Wendy McLennan-Covey, who plays Beverly, she's just so entertaining to watch because she's has, she has this great improv background. Yeah. And she'll just kind of throw things at you out of nowhere that you don't expect. And it makes it so much more fun to be a part of. Um, and I can never keep a straight face with her. So I really enjoy working with Wendy. But I also love doing scenes with the JTP, which is like the younger group of guys and Barry's friends on the show. Um, just because we're all close in age and just the hanging out in between the scenes that is really fun, too. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it's difficult because it's always with different people that I have different experiences. Even George Siegel, who's 84 now, I think, who you would think I have no nothing to relate to on. But he also plays music. and. He's just like an amazing human being and has one of the greatest laughs you will ever hear in your life. So I love doing scenes with him just because you never know what he's going to say. He's kind of got this crotchety old man thing that he'll pull out every now and then that's so fun to be around. Who's taught you the most about the craft of acting from that cast? I would say just by watching Wendy. Um, I, I think she she just does so well. Like She's such a great leader um, for our show. The way that not only just as an actress and getting to see how she can, you know, throw in something completely random that uh, just works so well. She's not she's capable and willing to, like, just be free in the scene. Um, she's also not afraid of of looking ridiculous for the sake of comedy, which is something I struggled with when I first got into it, where I'm like, how do you just be OK with knowing that you look insane right now? Like yeah. or dancing ridiculously. How are you like people are watching this? But that's just a part of what comedy is and, and acting and being comfortable in that space. So I've learned a lot just by watching her and she's an incredible leader to our crew. Like I haven't really gotten the experience to work on too many other sets, but the way that she um, 
I don't know the right word and manage is not the right word, but the way she manages like being the number one on the call sheet and creates these really personal relationships with every crew member even is really inspiring. And it's something that I think allows our set to feel as intimate and fun as it is um, day in and day out. Going into the show, were you a fan of Reno 911? I'd seen a few episodes, but I actually constantly get made fun of by my friends and family because I don't actually, I've missed so many iconic like movies and TV shows. And so I'm now trying to do the process of going backwards and watching them. Um, so I haven't seen the whole thing all the way through. Um, but Bridesmaids, of course, is like iconic for me. And Wendy being in that, uh, when I first auditioned for the show, she was the first person who had signed on. And I was like, I have to work with her. <laughs> like, that's just, that has to happen. So it was pretty wild that it ended up happening. And she's just as amazing as she is but in front of the camera. She's off. Do you need to go back and watch Reno because she's so good in that show? And you can, <laughs> and you can tell it's, it's gotta be like 95% improv. And it's just, those people are just really funny, you know, like, yeah. They have such a, a ability that I personally feel like I lack to just, I don't know where these things come from that they can find in their brain that are, they're so quick witted. And this one scene that of course goes viral on the internet almost every year it, from Reno 911 is Wendy doing the DUI yeah. pulling over and he does the dance. Oh my God. For like four years of working on the show with her, I would see that video come back up on the internet and I'm like, this video is so funny. Literally like three or four years into this show, I see it come up again and I go, wait a minute, is that Wendy? <laughs> like I didn't even, I thought it was just like a video someone did on the internet when at first you think it's real. And then I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's incredible. So that's my favorite thing to talk to her about. So what's the next thing that's going to happen for the Goldbergs? I mean, you guys have done almost everything. You're eight seasons in. Uh, doesn't look like you're stopping anytime soon. What's going to happen going forward? That's tough because the writers never really tell me anything. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of always a mystery to me. But for my character specifically, um, finally settling in on what she wants to do with her life and a career. And we see kind of an interesting dynamic happen this year uh, with her and her boyfriend, Jeff who've been together for a really long time. So I don't want to give too much away, but there's going to be kind of a shift in the way things happen with them. Um, and I don't know, it's going to be interesting because this year is the youngest Goldberg, Sean Jambroni plays Adam, and he's graduating high school after this. So I don't know what they have planned as far as that transition is because then the, you know, Beverly's going to be an empty nester. So that'll probably cause, you know, problems of its own. You talked earlier about how, you know, your love of music kind of bled into the show, but it is a real thing that you are an actual recording artist. What are you working on in terms of the musical aspect? It's been hard in this pandemic because I would normally go to Nashville and be co-writing with some friends of mine. And I would often just rely on the producers there that I would work with to help me like shape what the song would look like and actually do the recording. But since that hasn't been the case this year, I moved into this house and it, it does have a recording studio in the garage. Nice. So I've been kind of challenging myself a little bit to record my own demos. Um, and my boyfriend does really great work in the studio because he knows what he's doing. So hoping to collaborate with him a little bit. And I'd love to produce an album this year. Um, I don't know if I would do the full production, but I would love to at least get the groundwork and obviously write on my own, maybe co-writes on Zoom, but sometimes it's really 
hard to do. It's just, it feels very different. But the goal is to just keep releasing music. Um, I do it independently. I always have. And I kind of just can't help myself. I just have to keep releasing music. You lean towards like the country genre or format. Is that always what you gravitated towards being from Texas? Funny you ask. Um, not at all. I really didn't. Uh, I listened to a lot of different things growing up. A lot of soul and R&B from my mom and um, big vocalists like Whitney Houston, Celine Dion were like very big influences for me. And then, it, you know, when I started, I was 14 or 15 and met with labels and was doing more of like, do you remember Jojo, the song yeah. Get Out, Leave? Oh, she was like my idol back in the day. <laughs> so I like loved that song. So I wanted to do like a Jojo thing, just that kind of sound. And, um, you know, it just wasn't, I was 14 and they're like, we have a Jojo. So <laughs> like, you know, and it wasn't until I was on the X Factor in 2011 that I was put into a country pop girl group on the show that I started recognizing like, oh, there's actually country pop music that I really like and resonate with. And once I started songwriting, things were just like naturally coming out with a country twist. And so no matter what I do, there's always going to be a little bit of that storytelling that country has in my music. Um, but I do just love singer songwriter stuff. And I want to try to challenge my sound more this year than I have before. Now that I have the ability to kind of do that on my own. Um, so for now it's been country pop leaning, but I don't really know where it's going to go the next day. <laughs> well, I was listening to some of it beforehand and you're super talented. It's just, uh, I mean, it seems a little unfair that you get to be good at like all these things, but it's just <laughs> fine. Whatever. Thanks. Um, so the Goldbergs, uh, Wednesdays on ABC, check lo local listings, eighth season, um, is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you want to talk about or promote before we kind of uh, transition over to my portion of the show? Oh, man. Um, no, I mean, yeah, tune into the Goldbergs and stay tuned for when music does come out. I, I don't have anything quite yet, but I'm gonna. And keep your fingers crossed for me that we can get a show on television about my crazy ass family. So <laughs> we'll see. It's a lot of, uh, we'll see in a moment. So. Yes. Tweet to the heads of HBO max and Netflix and HGTV <laughs> and Mickey mouse and get this show yes. on TV. All right. Quick break. When we come back, did anyone tell you what the show is? I mean, no, but Great. I'm down for anything. <laughs> it's an origin story. I like to find out how people got to become successful, the road you took, you know, the sacrifices you had to make to uh, to get to this point. So when we come back, we're going to find out where the hell Haley came from and how the hell she got here. Stick around. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Back in the Wells cast, have Haley Orantia on the show. She plays Erica on The Goldbergs. I mean, you've been in a bunch of movies as well. Other TV shows, spinoff like Schooled. You're now working on... Uh, Flipping houses in Nashville, which definitely probably will be a reality show unscripted in the near future. You're an amazing and and talented musician. It seems like you do it all. I'm so excited to find out how the hell you got here. So, I mean, I touched on it kind of in the first half of the show. I know you come from Texas. Where were you born? I was born in a suburb outside of Dallas um, in Highland Village, which is like Denton County, which is more familiar to people who aren't from there. But yeah, grew up in, in Denton and moved to L.A. when I was 19 to start the, the Goldbergs. Highland Village, different than Highland Park in Dallas, I assume. Very different. <laughs> um, Highland Park is a very wealthy area. Uh, very nice. <laughs> and not that Highland Village isn't, but uh, very different levels. <laughs> Okay, so you grow up uh, kind of in the suburbs of Big D. Um, are you the oldest, the youngest, the middle child, the only child? What's uh, that like? I am the only, and I feel like that might show a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> so were you, what were you like as a kid? Were you were you kind of like always entertain, entertaining and singing? Were you quiet? What was that like? Very bossy, I've heard in my life. Um, I like to talk a lot. Uh, I, I know what I want. And I always wanted to play teacher and, of course, be the teacher. So that was something I had to grow out of. But I don't think I did because then I just grew up to be like a girl boss. So, you know, 
I feel like it ended up kind of working itself out a little bit. I have no way of relating to this because I am the youngest of five. I like come from this huge family. I feel like where I come from is I was the youngest. I was the mistake. So I was very much like always trying to get attention and always having to be like the class clown and stuff. But I imagine, and tell me if I'm wrong, if you are the only child, then the people that you're surrounded by are adults. So it makes you kind of like an old soul immediately. Is that right or is that not right? Thousand percent. And I feel that with my other friends that are only children as well, where um, you're just always around your parents' friends and they're, you just kind of take on this like mindset of, I don't know why, but I've always been more comfortable with people older than me. Um, I rarely have friends that are my age. Uh, I've always been that way. And I, I don't know if it's just because I feel like I can't relate on a lot of levels. I do think that that's an inaccurate stereotype. <laughs> it's that we kind of have an old soul a little bit. So were you in like performing arts classes and stuff and and singing classes and piano classes? When I was nine, I was singing in the car with a family friend. Uh, we had like her and her kid, we had gone like roller skating and we were on our way back and I was singing along to the radio and she's like, got a great voice. Like you should sing for your parents. And I was nine. So I'm like, okay. So I went home and she was like, sing something. So I sang uh, Amazing Grace acapella and they were like, oh, you have something there. Like, do you want to take classes? So it was then that I started taking lessons in my hometown. I joined the choir in my elementary school and I think middle school as well. Um, so I would like dabbled in just art after that. Yeah, I can't fathom doing anything else. I'm very unathletic. So I wish I somehow would have been able to balance a little bit of that, but it didn't work for me. You're growing up in Dallas and then you move to Los Angeles. For what reason? Um, well, there was a lot that happened in between there, but I ended up um, auditioning for the Goldbergs. And uh, it was the week that I came out of for pilot season. I actually was driving in a couple hours outside of LA when I got the audition. And I was told to put it on tape the second I got into like our Airbnb. Um, and so I did that and then submitted it, got a call back and then ended up booking the show. So I ended up moving out here like four months after that. Okay, then I jumped in time. So you said that there was a lot that happened in between that. What happened in between that? So between like just singing in my hometown at like festivals, and I'm talking like pumpkin patch festivals, yeah. like my pa parents were the only ones in the audience kind of thing, um, to my mom telling me like, you should really audition for The X Factor. It's coming to the US. And I think, you know, Simon Cowell's a part of it. I had zero interest because... I just watched a lot of people join those shows and not really like anything hit for them afterwards. So I didn't want that to happen. But when I was 17, I, I did it and submitted an online audition just to get my mom to stop talking to me about it. <laughs> and I ended up uh, getting a phone call and they said, come audition in Seattle in front of the judges, did that, made it all the way through the Hollywood round. And then they put me in a girl group on the show. It's the same way that Fifth Harmony and One Direction were put together on X Factor. Um, so I was put into a country pop girl group and it was that experience that was like my first it, on camera with that kind of audience, um, terrifying, slightly messed up just given the context of competition shows like that. Um, but then after that, I, I had started auditioning again. I missed a step because when I was 14 before the X Factor, 
my manager had introduced me to different record labels and they were like, you're great. You know, trying to do the Jojo thing, but you know, you might as well just go do the Disney channel thing where you get a TV show and a record deal in one. And I had zero interest in acting. I always was only interested in music. So I started, I was like, okay, if I, I'll do what I got to do. Started taking lessons in my hometown in Dallas where people like Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato went to the same school. They're from the same area. And I was like, this must be where you learn how to do that. So <laughs> I started taking lessons, never booked anything, didn't really understand acting. And it wasn't until after the X Factor that I'm like, I'll just keep auditioning and see if something happens that I ended up booking the Goldbergs. Did you win X Factor? No, we made it to ninth place, which is okay because we literally met each other on the show um, and had like a week to figure out how to just be a girl group in order to <laughs> win. And so it was very hard. The dynamics were very different, but we're all still friends. And um, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was, it was an interesting time. Those shows are cringy a little bit for me. <laughs> was it presented to the audience that you guys were a group before a couple weeks prior? Was it like, this is the girl group from Dallas that everyone needs to know about? No, we all auditioned individually. And some of us had our, our solo auditions air on the show. Okay. And then they put you together and they kind of like take credit for being like, I found yeah. all of these people and put them together. So that's how we met. Um, and funny enough, one of the girls who I actually clicked with in the auditions ended up being one of the girls in my girl group out of the thousands of people that had auditioned and hundreds that were at the Hollywood thing. She actually is the only one that's doing music um, as a signed artist. I don't know if you've ever heard of Fletcher, mm -hmm. um, but she's a pop artist and she was in my, my girl group at the time. <laughs> so pretty wild, but um, we actually ended up connecting ahead of that. And it was nice to have somebody that, you know, we knew a little bit before we knew we were going to be a girl group. Okay, so you get ninth on X Factor and you go back to Dallas and yeah. then you're like, all right. Let's go to L.A. and let's see what happens. So, yeah, I was 17 when I started The X Factor. I actually was 17 when we finished it as well. I think I finished out my high school online, which sucked because I went to public school my whole life and, and really loved it. So finished high school. And then I was like, I guess I'll just audition and figure out. I really didn't want to go to college because I didn't want to waste money not knowing what I was going to do. Um, and I got very lucky in that timing when I went out to that pilot season to book the show when I did. And then the rest is history. Eight seasons yeah, later. I, yep. At 19, moved to L.A. and been here really ever since. So, <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks. I'm running out of time with you, Haley, but I wanted to do some rapid fire questions before you go. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right, here we go. Rapid fire questions with Haley Orancia. Favorite pizza topping? Yeah, pepperoni. First concert you ever went to? <laughs> Backstreet Boys. Nice. <laughs> What was your first job? Uh, I worked for my dad's catering company. Do you have a poster hanging on your bedroom wall as a kid? It was of the Spice Girls, yes. <laughs> nice. What's your favorite flower? Uh, Gerber Daisy. It's a weirdest superstition you have. That's a good one. Say walking under a ladder, but that's probably not true. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what are your thoughts on air fryers? Don't know how they work, but delicious outcomes. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your first kiss? Vince from the football team. <laughs> nice. What would you rather win, a Grammy or an Oscar? Oh, wow. Maybe an Oscar because I feel like that would be something I never expected would happen. So it would be like even more epic. Not that I expect a Grammy to happen <laughs> by any means, but both. <laughs> 
All right, when you finally win your Grammy, which is gonna be so easy, who are you gonna uh, who are you gonna thank? Oh, definitely my mom and dad. They sacrificed a lot for me to be able to get here, so them for sure. Haley, thanks so much for being on the show. Your story is crazy and awesome, and you are as well. Everyone, go watch The Goldbergs Season 8. It's on Wednesdays on ABC. Let's cross our fingers for this uh, <laughs> this flipping houses show that needs to find its way on TV. Go listen to your music, and if people want to follow you, where do they go? You can go really on any social platform, Haley Arantia, um, and especially TikTok. Love me a good TikTok. <laughs> All right, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It was great hanging with you. Yeah. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, she was lovely. Love her. Love the Goldbergs. God, I gotta get myself on one of them HGTV shows, though, right? That's the dream job. That is the dream job. All right, I'm gonna go watch the Super Bowl. Go make some wings in that air fryer. What up? You guys have any uh, suggestions on how to do things in the air fryer? Uh, tweet to me at Wells Adams or Instagram DM me at Wells Adams. I could use all the help I can get. Also, if you want to make suggestions for like other guests we should have on the show, whatever, you could tweet to me there as well. Hey, if you like the show, please go rate and review. Oh, I thought I would do a new thing. I thought I would read a nice review at the end of each show to kind of like entice you guys to go make more reviews because then if you do that, then the show gets more popular and then I can uh, make more money from the show, I think. I don't know. This one comes from Yogi Girl 251 Subject line, love the podcast. Oh, thanks. Five stars. Here's what she says. Uh, Wells is a great interviewer. Loves that he listens to his guests, doesn't interrupt them when they're speaking like many other hosts. Oh, who's she throwing shade at? I agree with you, Yogi Girl. She says, uh, I enjoy YFT with Brandy too. Okay, that's my other podcast. Oh, thanks, Yogi Girl. And this one comes from Freehouse. Subject line, love Sadie. That's referring to the episode I think we had last week or the week before with Sadie Robertson from like Duck Dynasty and stuff. I enjoyed your interview with Sadie. You always seem to get things out of people that one normally doesn't know. I always learn something from all your interviews. Oh, thank you. Anyways, go uh, leave a review like that or leave something funny. Whatever. I'll read it on the air. Yeah. All right. Go Chiefs. Go Air Fryers. Go Goldbergs. Subscribe to Wells Cast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. It's, it's the, the internet. internet. Guys? This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love fashion? 
Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.